Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to the final episode of our roundtable conversations with Josh Patterson, David Burtwistle and Wade Briggs. Um, we've been running this for the last four weeks. And we've got into all sorts of different conversations and it's been a beautiful ending to this one. Um, I wanted to get into what, it, what kind of dads they wanted to be, how, what kind of role models they wanted to be as men in the future. Um, we're all around that kind of age and I saw like three amazing dads in all of them and I wanted to get into who they hoped to be and actually it was really fascinating because I kind of felt like I got put put back in my box a little bit actually by by Josh and, and Wade not nastily of course at all they were, they were great but you know we, we kind of got into this conversation where they, they flipped it on me Wade said Ben what do you think and I had said look I just want to embrace whatever my children are to celebrate them to accept them and to give them the freedom to be themselves and I think Wade and Josh were both sitting there kind of thinking yeah, it's, everyone's got a plan. It kind of reminds me of that that quote by Mike Tyson that says, everyone's got a plan in boxing until they get punched in the face. And I kind of think they were saying to me, everyone's got a plan as what kind of dad they want to be until you have kids. And then the, the challenges of just being a father and sleep deprivation and trying to manage this tiny little creature that has no understanding of the world as you know it. And it becomes an entirely different feature, an entirely different role as, as to what how you saw it at the beginning. So I think I got put back in my box and, and sort of said, listen, you can have all these visions, but at the end of the day, when it gets to it, when you have this newborn, you just, you have this, this love. And, and, and as a dad, the best thing that you can possibly do, this is what I took from it all, but the best thing you can possibly do is just find acceptance and, and allow them to be whatever it is they, they want to be, which is kind of along the lines of what I was suggesting and what I, I felt. But it's like, listen, you really can't have a plan. When it comes to being a role model as a dad, like the best thing you possibly do almost is to not have a plan in who you want them to be. Like, don't try and write a script. Just give them space. Give your, give your children the space to be who it is they want to be and just sit with them. Um, and this theme of acceptance that's kind of run through all, all of this, each episode, each, each conversation we had, was really prevalent. Um, and it kind of it took me to this place where I said, you know what? Acceptance is a massive part of love. And I learned that a lot in these conversations. Just accepting, learning to accept yourself, learning to accept the people around you, learning to accept the children, learning to accept life that we can't all control. Like particularly us men, we love to control everything. But actually, like a, a liberating way to live is learning to accept that some things won't change. And just to be there, provide space, and to celebrate the people around us just for who they are, not because we want them to be a certain way, but they've had their own journey and they see the world in their own eyes. 
and just can we learn to accept them in that space and that was a really beautiful realization and as i'm saying this it feels like a really beautiful kind of conclusion to this series of, of four conversations um it kind of feels like a, yeah, like a conclusion to where we all wanted to get to throughout, which is just learning to, to surrender, and a very unmasculine word, but surrender into the space and accept what's around us. It doesn't mean that we're not ambitious. It doesn't mean we don't try and be the best dad that we can. It doesn't mean we try, don't try and thrive in business and as men and create success. But it does mean that we're not defining ourselves by that stuff. And we're defining ourselves more by just showing up showing up in that space and surrendering into just doing our best and really that is a liberating and powerful space to live um, and it's kind of space that I never foresaw in my past like it wasn't in my 20s I never saw this word surrender and acceptance it was like no I've got to make stuff happen so to sit in this space with with these three and kind of reach this point where you know, maybe maybe being a, I mean, for me, being a dad is kind of a pinnacle of life at some point, I hope. And when it gets to it, to not have these driven agendas of what I want to create in my children, but just to sit back and accept whoever they are and to love them for whatever person they want to be. No stereotypes, no trying to control them or steer them in our direction, but just love them for the person they grow into being. Um, I'm aware that it's very easy me sitting here and saying all this <laughs> come reality it's you know there's all sorts of challenges with it but it, it made a lot of sense to me and I'll no, never really know the challenges until I get there myself but to sit in that space with Josh and Wade two new dads uh, and David who I know I see David just going to be an amazing dad amazing role model in the future um, was really beautiful and I just yeah I'm got like it makes me grateful to sit in that space and know that these dads are coming through now. We actually kickstart the conversation with Josh talking about his dad and how it was with his dad in growing up with depression and how his dad's reaction was almost kind of like, I don't have time for depression. Like it's it's not something on my radar and I'm, I'm still something I want to give time and attention to, which must have been really hard for Josh. Um, and I can resonate with that because our dads, my dad grew up in that era where you know there wasn't time like you had to get on with stuff that was that was the era they came from that was coming out of the, the world war the second world war you know my dad's attitude was that there's a lot of challenges in life and there wasn't the space to necessarily sit and feel sorry for ourselves or to to let emotions infiltrate there was a, this deep armor on all of them and just this i guess gratitude that they were even alive and gratitude that they could just get hold of some food which was deprived for so long so for these, for these, um, for our dads, it was a very different space. And nowadays, I really think we're growing to this healthy space of men being able to sit in a space where they can feel and they can show love and they can hug and they can kiss and they can be soft and tender, but still strong father leaders. You know, still, still men who inspire their kids to be strong and brave and tough and courageous too. And all of this stuff is really beautiful for me. It's um, quite new age, I guess, but really powerful and I love the fact that I'm able to grow up in, in this space and in this era and, and be that kind of hopefully that kind of dad one day so yeah you'll get a feel for hopefully the conversation coming um, all the guys have different insights um, I think for this on this part you know Josh and and, um, and Wade both dads already they, they were a little bit more sort of 
involved if you like david was kind of like hey i, I haven't given this much thought yet you know one day maybe but we'll see i think he's still very much enjoying his time so there are lots of different perspectives but it was um yeah another beautiful space for me to sit in and, and again really um grateful to have sat in the space and had this conversation with with these guys and talk about things that really matter so yeah without further ado i'll i'll lead into the conversation um, we start with josh sharing about this relationship with his dad and the kind of old school perspectives, if you like, without being rude, but the old school perspectives of things like depression and mental health. Um, and this also deep acknowledgement that that led in all of us to understanding that our parents did do the best that they could. It was just they came in a different era. So, yeah, let's get into it. This is the conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And I'll see you on the other side. I mean, I, I don't know if our father's stories are similar. My dad, you know, he was from Northern Ireland. You know, he was from an incredibly abusive uh, household. Not his mother, she was just the most magical woman. His father went off, served in the world wars, came back a different man, drank, you know, the whole nine yards. And my dad was the punch bag. I mean, he would literally throw himself or do things uh, to provoke his father so that he wouldn't beat his mother or his siblings. Um, and I think the sad reality is, is that my dad was faced with war from the youngest of ages, even came from a war-stricken country. And then when he came over to the UK, he was just faced with abuse in its entirety, whether it was deserved or not. And I think the sad reality with my dad's life is that he's always fighting this war when there is no war to be had. Mm. Even when he's completely surrounded by love and support, I think it's just that mm. fear of it's gonna happen. Mm. And sometimes the war does just end. And I think I inherited a hell of a lot of that from him. Not that his traits, I haven't taken those on. I would say I'm more aware than ever, um, but I was subjected to a lot of that. And so, you know, my dad was very numb to a lot of things. I remember when I first spoke openly about, you know, struggling with depression. And, you know, that was a quite a pivotal moment in my life, being open with my father about it, because it was the worst time at that point in my life, especially when I got suicidal. And his response was not because he didn't love me, but it was because he didn't know how to connect, which was, son, you know, I'm too busy to have depression. That was it. And I was just like, okay, well, that's the end of the conversation. Um, but like you said, my dad has given the best of what he has. And, you know, I wouldn't be the man I am today had I not had his influence in my life, good and bad. So there are so many traits of his that are so magical that, you know, I almost want to replicate to be that dad to India, but also I'm in a way grateful to some of the negatives that I've been subjected to through him because I've learned from it. And, and, you know, the mistakes that have been made will not be made again with my child. And I think ultimately the most important thing that a parent can do at all is just be present. Mm. Just be present, be empathetic and be understanding. We spoke about this a long time ago. You know, India would be so irrational about these things and I'm thinking with a mature mind and she's just this little child and I'm getting irritated by her and then actually uh, you know a friend of mine said to me yeah but have you ever thought about just accepting the emotion that she feels when she cries or when she gets angry have you ever said to her that it's okay to feel that way and I was like no I haven't so whenever she does now this is one of the major things that I do being her daddy is I just accept that behavior and actually the change in her reaction from that is, you know, daddy's daddy hears me because, you know, it doesn't matter how ridiculous it is in their mind. It is valid mm. what they are going through. You know, 
even if it's they want to eat a sofa, you know, just the reality is they're hungry and that sofa looks good. You know, you know it's bloody mental, but I'm sure when you, well, actually, no, to be fair, I probably at three didn't want to eat a sofa, but my daughter's <laughs> a unique specimen. Um, and that's a weird one to use as a, an example. But, you know, I just, I have felt by being present with her, you know, it, it just creates that really magical connection. And you don't see that enough, you know. I'm kind of going off topic a little bit but you know I was on a, a, um, a zoom call uh, for my daughter's new school and the questions that these parents are asking you know the teachers is like you know what's your disciplinary action like what extracurricular activities do you do now I get maybe to a level why certain parents would ask that but for me that's not the questions that I would be asking for my child I'm not saying what they're asking is wrong but you know let that child be their age you know they are going to be naughty at times that's just the reality of life i mean look you know how old are you 30 got told off a couple times during the lockdown i've been told off a couple times in my lifetime it doesn't stop we are kids and i think we need to remind ourselves yeah. of that even when you're 60 years old you're still a kid mm. you just look a bit different mm. like ben yeah like the old man man ben <laughs> you know, i'm still a kid guys you know <laughs> deep down deep deep yeah. Deep down, <laughs> yeah, somewhere, somewhere deeply buried. David, what, what, like, what, what kind of dad do you want to be? I'm going to be the world's best dad. <laughs> nice. You know, there's those awards each year, and, and you get a mug. Mm. And yeah. It says world's best dad. Yeah, don't you only get them from your mum though, or something? <laughs> That's me. Yeah. <laughs> be a bit mum. weird if his mum started buying him that <laughs> mug now. <laughs> His, his, girl, his girlfriend might be a bit miffed by that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know something I know? It's only been three months. You haven't even said I love you yet. <laughs> yeah. You had so your chance. We've got ten minutes left. So just like close. We're still working on it. Maybe the closer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That. What am I going to be like as a dad? I don't yeah. know. I, I was thinking when you were asking the question, I was like, I just kind of want to be accepting. That was the word I was nice. playing in my head. I just want to accept whatever yeah. it is, and um, that's because uh, I can't like you, you can't prepare for it. I mean, you get put into it, and then you have to make the best decisions at the right times when they come along. Like, with the information you have present, you make the right decision at that time. Just do your best. I think it's just a case of accepting your child for who they are. And, um, yeah, I think that's honestly... You guys have all said it, to be honest. Yeah. Just... Accepting. Yeah. I want to accept my kid for whatever they are, whoever they are and the decisions they make and try and understand them and and just show them love and then you know hopefully i'll be able to impart some inspiration to live like a healthy life you know and inspire them in some way by my actions that i hope to continue right i mean there's probably not much i can't say that, that you guys have already said i think the the process of the first 16 months of being a father um to a little boy for me has mostly been Wolf. about wolf That's his to name. the wolf man fucking great name has been about letting go about uh, of all the ideas i had about being a dad that's the the like once he turned one i really had to kind of have a conversation with myself and i said right so i've i've complicated the last year by applying all of the ideas about the kind of father i think i should be and the kind of attention i think i should pay him and all of these things and i mean sometimes that serves him but most of the time that's just to do with me it's got nothing to do with him because he's great because he's doing his thing and most of the time the narrative running in my head just has to do with my own feelings and own judgments about the kind of father i think i should be so once he turned one i kind of went right i'm really proud of like the first year of his life because of my circumstances and everything you know it was it was tough and i did a lot of it kind of 
solo and and maybe that's not the right word to use but i would say the burden of responsibility of parenthood was definitely on me and and that was you know i'd never been a parent before and um even though i really wanted it to be part of my life i was in a new place and there were a lot of things that contextually made it quite challenging but i was really proud of how i governed myself in that first year but definitely once i hit that kind of milestone i went right so the next year is just going to be about like letting go of all of those ideas and just just being present every day you know and just letting him guide me a bit more as opposed to like um asserting the certain ideas or values or any of those things onto him i'm just going to kind of let wolf can call the shots and i'm just going to kind of jam with that a bit more and since then i must say it's a much more kind of liberated beautiful experience being a parent because i'm not trying to be anything and i'm also not judging myself for anything i'm just like one thing like absolutely in acceptance and i'm I'm a very big advocate for not being afraid to show people that you're learning. Do you know? And that's one thing that I'm like even at Wolf at 16 months I talk to him like he's an adult in 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 the respect that I never shut up. And I talk to him like I talk to you guys and I'm unafraid of being like, "Hey Bubba, like daddy like really struggled with this this morning." And I know he's 16 months old, he can't really chat back to me, but I want him to see that it's okay that I'm still figuring things out. And sometimes he'll be like, sorry, Bubba, daddy was had to figure some shit out with mum. And it's not about her and it's not about... It's just like I want him to know that <laughs> I've had a tough morning or something and I, maybe I was a bit distracted and I wasn't there for, you know, cracking eggs on the floor like I wanted to be. But I want him to grow up knowing that that is a, just a thing that is part of our relationship is just being completely comfortable with learning and always learning and, and for him to be a part of my learning as much as I'll be a part of his so that he knows in 10 years' time when we are chatting about his career choice, sexuality, masculinity, any of those things, that I'll be opposite him being like, yeah, dude, I mean, I only figured this out for myself this week. Mm-hmm. Or I just had a conversation with Ben or Joshua David and they said this thing. And I think, yeah, the, the less I have judged myself in the last six months, absolutely that I've become a better father because I'm a better man and I'm, I'm kind of more available to just be and and let each day be what it is and not apply all of those attachments or ideas i have about how i thought it should go because like josh is saying once they're here you recognize the kind of um insignificance of all of those ideas but i mean they're, they're kind of irrelevant because you've got a tiny little human being who you know you have to meet every day and be present with and yeah, those ideas don't get you very far apart from making your own experience of it quite complicated. Mm. But he couldn't give a shit, you know. No. And definitely our relationship has changed since I've spent a lot less energy judging myself and being uh, spending a lot more just like just being with him, mm. you know, letting him do his thing and, you know, uh, and embracing this time much like for India. It's like these first five years. I worked in a children's hospital for seven years and that taught me, if nothing else, that like the kind of the spectacular nature of imagination and in those years and 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 watching the transition from that imagination being conditioned into something else as kids get older it's like that time in anyone's life and david said before it's really hard to access that experience as an adult but that's why play 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 and being present with your child in this time of their lives for me there is nothing more incredible because it it inevitably will go because he will turn five or six or seven or eight or 16 or 20 and be like, dad, I've got to fucking pay my rent and I've got to do this, this, this and this. But this time right now, there needs to be nothing else but the joy of play and learning and, you know, and being kind of present in exactly 
whatever it is he wants to do. And if that's draw on the walls with crayons at his mum's house, I'm stoked about that. <laughs> <laughs> at his mum's house. We'll be back straight after this break. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back, and let's pick up where we left off. If you actually think about it, any problem that we're going through right now, what we're faced with, there is actually a solution to it. And ultimately, any negatives that we are faced with right now is ultimately uh, an individual or individuals, you know, conforming to what they believe is right. You know, you are a product of your environment. Well, if we are able to shift that environment into more constructive, positive, empathetic, ways then the future is brighter this planet actually stands a chance the problem that we're faced with right now is that these beautiful little children that are coming into the world are being corrupted by society whether it's their parents friends at school or teachers whatever it may be and what we really need to do is kind of distinguish you know i don't even know how you'd say it not a setup but just something from a young age where you know, we can have these discussions with them, you know, but the sad reality is, is that we can't just hold their hand. That might throw them off, actually. <laughs> Maybe not the right use, but, you know, just be by their side every, you know, waking minute of the day. Um, and I just feel like by having these discussions more and more, implementing them, whether it be at junior school or universities, you know, whatever it is, you know, these discussions are so key because we can make that change. We can change a person's perception of how they see themselves or see mm. others, but we're not having it enough. And I think that's just probably the reality of how fast paced life is right now. Mm. We're not enabled to process things. How is politics ever going to change or a politician ever going to make change if they're not given the time to do it? You know, we, this is a random going off topic thing, but someone like Boris, for instance, I'm sure he's made bad decisions in his life, but how is somebody like him ever going to make positive change if he's not given the time? It's impossible. Yeah. Think what that guy's faced with right now in life mm. as, as the PM of this country. I know people may argue and say, but he has a political party behind him and he's got advisors, you know, to make these right decisions. How can you possibly make 60 million people in a country happy? Tell me. Mm. It's impossible. Hmm. You can make all, th you know, three other men sat 
opposite you right now happy because the reality is that we have different tastes of things I want to hold hands that's the problem yeah like <laughs> to, I most to, definitely to be want honest, to yeah. it's not going to work between us no but you're exactly right man it's, right. It, absolutely it's, it's, and that's you know like come back to it theme of the year it's acceptance isn't it it's like you, it, like Boris has to meet it we have to meet it in this room on this scale on a massive scale it's like at some point you have to meet it with acceptance and go I can it is impossible it is impossible to satisfy everyone. It is impossible to make sometimes one other person happy because you have to accept that that person is different from you and you have to accept that maybe you can't be everything to somebody. That's a whole other... I could, we could talk for the next six hours about that. But it's the only thing that I wanted to say on fatherhood um, that I have learned is like it's not necessary for me to be everything to Wolf because what we don't get to experience in Western culture and maybe in, in life in, in Britain as the way it is, is we have lost, I think, a kind of element of community that maybe more kind of like indigenous tribes experience that we don't as like, you know, four affluent white guys sitting in his room is like, for me, I want Wolf to be raised and know that he can go to Josh's house because Josh offers him something that I am unable to. And he will witness a strength in Ben and like he will go to David's house and he'll see what it is to live a certain kind of lifestyle. It's not my job to be all of those things. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to show up with the things that I am most proud of and that I am kind of best at and trust that he will be informed, especially by other men, because I can't be Hercules and like the most compassionate, sensitive guy in the room. And I'm also not interested in being it. I just kind of want to figure out how to love myself and do that for a while. And whatever I can give to Wolf, I will give him. But it's not necessary for us to be everything to a single person, whether that's your partner or your child. I think embracing this idea that it's okay for children or lovers or friends or family to be enriched by everyone around them, you know, to be given to by all people as opposed to like, you're my girlfriend and you have to satisfy every need that I'll ever have. It's a wild concept. And I think the same applies to being a father. I don't look at Wolf and I'm like, God, I wish I was this, this, this and this. I'm like, I'm just the dude that's doing his best today. And if you want to learn something, go to Josh's house because I know he'll be able to like show you that in a way that I will never be able to. And that doesn't hurt my ego. That's a beautiful thing. What a gift to give someone to be like, there are other people around you that can fill you up in ways that I'm unable to. It doesn't make me less. I think it makes me more aware of, you know, the beauty of kind of connecting to people. Yeah, mm. for sure. Wow, it's powerful. Really, yeah. And, and like, that's liberating for me as well. It's like, and, and removing the weight of expectation on yourself in trying to be more than actually doesn't mean you don't show up you still you're showing up with everything you've got but you're also being realistic and hey this is me and I'm, I'm not everything and I can't be but I am me and I'll give you that yeah let, let that be the power that you have yeah. as opposed to all of the things you wish you could be and you aren't and that's freedom for yourself and also showing them what they can be in the future and that's the way for them to live and to not expect to be like their dad who is everything but just themselves like their dad is yeah, I wonder. It's kind of going um, away from it. I wonder if you were to take the ability of clickbait away from society, how different the world would be. <laughs> if you think about all elements, like you how know, how far do we go with that? Papers, concept? YouTube, presenting, television, anything, because ultimately it's about packing that punch, right? Like, let's get. We, we want that person to read this article, and we want them to watch. Yeah. Good Morning Britain or whatever it may yeah. be but the problem is by doing that it's so fucking toxic yeah if we could all just be 
instead of look at constantly think about it first reacting. thing you do in the morning say if your routine every single morning is i'm going to read the paper i'm going to watch say good morning britain or bbc or whatever it may be if you think how harshly these presenters criticize the world sometimes justified you know it's not a criticism but sometimes in the mean or i guess the approach that they do it that's the first thing that you take in into the world it gets to the point where it's almost like you accept that that is the way that you present yourself or you speak to other people you know and i just that's my concern i think with things you know if you look at like youtube there's so many times you click on a video because it says a title you're like okay i'm invested in this you watch it for six minutes and you realize that actually what the title was was five seconds long and it's at the end of the video Mm. it was something that i wanted to say david when you were talking about your experience with social media and everything that's come from your experience on the show and josh i know you've had your own and ben like the one thing that I wanted to say to all three of you guys, because it's not an experience I have, is like I really admire the fact that you guys are willing, because I find it a very, like a very admirable thing to undertake that relationship with something like social media, undertake being in the public eye in that way. And I genuinely do admire it because I'm the opposite extreme. I don't watch any news. I'm not on social media. I really like to, I guess I'm trying to remove all clickbait from my life in every possible way. So the way in which I define myself is really now distilled to the few people whose opinions I value and that's it. So I don't carry around with me day to day like this guy looks a certain way, this person's having this experience, this politician said this thing. That could be perceived as naive in some senses but it's also a very conscious choice Mm. because I don't feel adept to face that. And I admire you guys for being willing to because for a long time I tried and I recognized that for me, that's not a space that I felt um, like I was kind of equipped to exist in because for me it was it was too much. It, there was too much pressure and there were too many voices and it was unrelenting and constant and vicious and, and the way in which people in my life would seeking validation for who they were was so attached to all of these things that made no sense to me. So I made a conscious effort to retreat into the woods, <laughs> do you know? But I also just like really for all three of you, because you all have your own relationships with it. As somebody who has made that decision, I wanted to just acknowledge like and say how much I admire you guys for doing it, because I think it is something that we all presume is easy. And we all assume that for David, it's very easy for you to deal with what you've dealt with. And from my perspective, I'm like, man, I have mad respect for the fact that you've been able to articulate it in the way you have. Josh, you've gone through the shit you've gone through and be able to sit here and talk about it. Ben, you're guiding people through this space and being open and raw and vulnerable on social media, aware of how people can perceive that, what they could do, how they could use it against you. For someone who's over here in the woods watching you guys, I think you should be incredibly proud of the way you guys are all governing yourself in that space because I think people think it's easy. And I'll say firsthand that I didn't find it fucking easy at all. And that's why I left. Because for me, I was like, I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not equipped. And you guys are. And I think it's something you should all like take a second to like be proud of in, in Cheers, yourselves. Yeah. Cheers, bro. Cheers, bro. Definitely. It's, it's, it's interesting. Social is like a, it can be really beneficial, but it's also going to be really fucking difficult, right? Yeah. And um, I, I've just, I do certain things which mitigates against the risks. So like, and my friend's, call me on it all the time like I never watch people's stories mm-hmm. like I never just like scroll through Instagram yeah right because I feel like you get sucked into a hole if I catch myself scrolling for more than like two or three minutes I'll, I'll be like no okay put your phone down I don't have notifications on my phone at all except for WhatsApp 
and obviously phone calls and stuff but like emails facebook instagram everything else off um and i now don't even write my captions in instagram and have that open as a temptation i'll like write them in another app and then just paste them in so like my actual total time spent on it is way less very minimal yeah yeah and um, that's awesome that's beautiful self-management there i think that's awesome important to try and do that and but again how many how few people maybe even listening to this would have an insight into that Mm. again they make assumptions about what it is to have 1.2 million followers on instagram but like in 30 seconds you've just been like yeah but this is i define my relationship to it so you're empowered as opposed to somebody being how we often do we see like you said the negative side of it is is someone being a victim or being you know a slave to validation in a certain way but what you've done is just step into your power and be like no it's my terms you know Mm -hmm. then i can have 1.2 million people but i choose how i engage with it i choose what i engage with you know that's awesome and i think that's super inspiring i think a lot of people again forget that they have the opportunity to draw their own pictures on their blank piece of paper with everything yeah guys we could go off social media could be a whole different conversation but um you know we've been talking for long enough and and, um we have to call an end to it um unfortunately but um i want to end and just have a little check out and just say what, what we're feeling now after sharing that experience and um uh and just to say thanks you know because it's a beautiful thing to be able to sit in that space and to feel the truth and the honesty and you know to, to i feel like there's a lot of communication from the heart in this in this in this room which for me is 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 where connection comes from so thank you for all showing up in that space and for sharing and the highs and the lows and everything that came with it but um yeah i'll do an uh, an outro at the end of this where i'll round things off but i just want to say like let's how are we feeling at the very end of this um how are you feeling i'm feeling um i'm feeling like i'm feeling honored i also feel like i just there's so many there's so much that i want to touch on there's so much that i want to get into and and just that realization that you know you it can only be what it is and just to like on the theme of everything to accept like that was the conversation and, and we can't get into everything and you can't condense everything into that so just to to um be appreciative of, of sitting in this space with you guys and hearing it all and, and to allow that conversation to flow. So um, I'm, yeah, I'm honored and, and grateful for you all for, for sharing it. So thank you. Thank you, man, for having us. I mean, I, I feel very grateful. I think these conversations are, are so, so important. You know, it's, 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 re- it's nice. I think it's, you know, you don't often have these discussions. I've got some amazing male friends, but very rarely we kind of uh, be so intimate, I guess, and, and share so much. Um, I feel a little bit anxious, not because of the conversation, but I think, you know, uh, you know, the more you talk about, um, you know, the future and what you have to achieve, I think, you know, being more and more aware of, uh, my self-worth and love and, you know, the challenge that I'm faced with to get to that point, you know, is quite daunting, but like anything, you, you know, you've got to start somewhere. Um... Yeah, I think this is, like I said, I think this has been a really, really great day, you know, being able to, to take Indy to, to nursery and, and, you know, have this conversation with you guys. You know, this is just one of those days that you just have to, to really appreciate. Beautiful. Thank you. Davis? I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good, mate. Uh, same same thing. I'm excited, happy, proud to be here, proud to be part of this. And... Um, 
always feel like whenever I have a conversation like this with with other guys that where you just accept and listen and hear each other, I always feel like I've grown in some way. I might not notice it consciously right now, but that conversation that we've just had has allowed me to become more open or aware or mindful in whatever capacity. And so I feel like I've grown. I'm a, I'm a grown person. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Wait. Uh, firstly, thank you to all of you guys for letting me a part of it. Um, kind of, I guess, the, the you know, the reflection on how I checked in at the start is now my, my batteries are charged. Do you know? Like, I, mm. I, I, I kind of knew coming into this that I would leave this space charged with that, that energy of connection. So for me, yeah, I, if I could do this every day, I would do it because that's kind of, that's the source for me. So I feel very grateful to have kind of had a couple of hours with you guys to, to charge my batteries in that way and know that I will, I will take it now forward and, and let it, you know, carry me through the days and weeks until I can touch that kind yeah. of source again. Yeah, awesome. Beautiful. Thank you. Wade, David, Josh, thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, man. Thanks, lads. Cheers, boys. So there we have it. The ending, the conclusion to a long conversation. Um, I think you'll all agree if you've got this far, three beautiful men I was fortunate enough to sit with and, you know, feel. um, Because they all brought their energy. They all brought their authenticity. And I felt love in the room. And as I said at the end there, I felt like there was a lot of sharing from our hearts, which... I don't know. We all said it's unique, um, and it's rare that we, we we create a space like that in 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 our natural lives where we do go go into these conversations. So, really special for me. I feel very privileged uh, to have been joined by these guys to sat in that conversation. Um, so, just a massive thanks to David, Wade, and Josh. Um, beautiful, and I'll, I'll forever be grateful. Uh, these deep, intimate conversations matter to me, and um, I really hope that between the four of us, we've created a a space where people other people can know it's okay to to have these kind of conversations and to ask perhaps deeper questions and to to share a little bit more from a deeper place from what i call our heart and it doesn't mean we're less men it just means that there's more depth to us and there's more parts to us that we can celebrate and and show and express with the world so yeah it's 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 a real honor for me to have that as wade said that was that was a treat you know i get filled up by having these conversations so really beautiful moment um and the show doesn't stop there so next week we go into another round table conversation and this time i'm going to be joined by some very alpha um i don't know if there's a better word i don't know if that's an outdated word but yeah three kind of huge men uh, all ex-professional rugby players, um, all friends of mine. Um, but yeah, men with men with depth. You know, they're not. I see a lot of depth to all three of them. So I really look forward to sharing that conversation. It's not yet been recorded, so it's going to be pretty much live. And um, yeah, I don't know what's going to come up yet. So let's see. But I'm really excited. As I say, I love this this space, and I'm excited to carry on these roundtable conversations. Um, if you've enjoyed what you've listened to, I'd love your support. Uh, my mission is for as many not only men at all because this is a show for both men and women i hope that women are learning from us men and also women are finding that perhaps this could be a space for them to share with their husbands where or partners or dads or uncles or whoever it may be best friends or whatever but a space that we, we can share and um perhaps just open the doors for other men to have some some deeper conversations too and to know it's okay and to know it's not a risk of their masculinity um so yeah 
if you do feel in that space, we'd love your support. Any reviews um, on, the, on, on, the, on the app stores, on the relevant app store to you would be amazing. Um, any reviews, incredible. Um, uh, and if you could subscribe to, to the podcast so you don't miss another one next week, it would be incredible. Um, I'm going to be posting uh, any snippets that we pick up now from the last four shows um, on my Instagram page from both personally, The Naked Professor, and uh, The Naked Professor's podcast. And um, yeah, just lastly for me, it feels like a little bit of an end to this this four-show four episode. So thank you. Thank you for listening all the way through. If you've enjoyed this one and you haven't heard the others, they're all a similar vein. So please go back and hear those ones. And if not, I uh, look forward to joining a new set of men next week and by the way i want to say this isn't going to be just men this series like we've got some amazing women um showing up later on so really excited to get into that as well and um uh yeah bring a different dynamic but hopefully an equally deep and meaningful conversation so yeah look forward to sharing that thank you so much for now um enjoy the rest of your week i hope lockdown's going okay i'm sending lots of love your way and thanks again for listening Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.